them from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Everybody, Mark Levin here. Our number eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one. I will be on Hannity TV on the Fox News Channel live at nine thirty p.m. Eastern Time tonight. I'll be bolting from the bunker, the radio bunker, to the TV bunker, our own TV bunker. Uh, so nine thirty p.m. Eastern Time, 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time, all kinds of other times out there, but if you want to watch it live, 9.30 p.m. tonight, Eastern Time, on the uh, Fox News Channel. I'm not even sure what I'm discussing yet, quite frankly. But being the Renaissance man that I am, I will be ready. Anyway, uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, last week, story after story, on news outlets, that Donald Trump was mentally ill, that he was demented, that he needed some kind of a psychological examination. They were giving a a lot of attention to this psychiatrist, this professor from Yale, Bandy X. Lee, who uh, had never met Trump, never spoke to Trump, was never within 10 feet of Trump, but was giving a diagnosis out there that uh, he was unhinged. And that was the news on MSNBC and CNN and other places. Day in and day out, day in and day out. They've been doing this for a while, but it was really heavy duty for the last week or two, right? Now, Donald Trump is a racist because he talked about asshole countries like Barack Obama has like Lindsey Graham has, like almost every American has, including people in this country who come from S-hole places. Uh, And I don't understand why everybody has their back up. Um, My ancestors come from Russia. That's an S-hole country. It's the truth. It's an S-hole country. doesn't mean the people are, and Trump never said S-hole people. This is a, really, if you want to talk racist, a racist stereotype projected by little Dick Durbin himself and the Democrats and the media. And the media. Now, before Trump was a racist, as I said, he was mentally ill. And before he was mentally ill, he was colluding with the Russians. And this is all in media reports with guests that they handpicked, the Sunday shows, they handpicked the most outrageous, predictable people they can bring in to say what they want them to say. So Trump is a Russia colluding, mentally ill racist, according to the media, according to the Democrat Party, according to progressives everywhere. Now you know he's not a Russia colluding, mentally ill racist, and yet that's what they're pushing. Actually, I don't even have it right. He's a Russia colluding, mentally ill, porn star dating racist. Do I have that right, Rich? Trying to keep track of this. 
Barack Obama would never receive 1% of this kind of disrespect. Worse, character assassination. Not 1%. Not 1%. No Democrat would get 1% of this. None. None. The media in this country are a complete and utter joke. They are a disgrace. They don't know what it's like to be a free press in a repressive country. We have no idea how these reporters are hired. We have no idea what their executive editors and managers tell them to do. We have no idea what the highest uh, executives in these companies tell them what to do. CNN is a company. MSNBC is a company. You think these people are out there beating the pavement, going to their sources for the purpose of reporting news? No. Their objective when they wake up in the morning till they go to bed at night when they're not sexually harassing somebody is what? To get dirt on Trump. What happened to Gloria Allred? She's gone. What happened to Lisa Bloom? She's gone. What happened to the payments that were made to bring these women forward to attack Trump off the front lines? No more headlines on that. Just the next thing after the next thing after the next thing after the next thing. And what repulses me is former friends of mine who I will not talk to in so-called conservative media who just pile on. Pile on. This really is incredible. And I love it when people call into other talk shows repeating what I said, Mr. Producer. I don't even listen, but people send me these emails. That's a good thing. Spread the word. I'm all for it. But they've done everything they can to diminish this man. And they're not only maybe destroying him but look the world looks at us the world looks at how we treat our own president when they start mocking our president the way the left mocks our president in this country it becomes a far more dangerous world oh they're afraid of nukes they say really they have a funny way of showing it on the left don't they a very funny way of showing it I have no respect for the vast majority of people who pose as journalists in this country now. Can you show me one true journalist at CNN? Just one. Can you show me one true journalist at MSNBC? Just one. I can show you true journalists, several, but one in particular over at Fox, Brett Baer. He's an outstanding journalist. But who? Who at CNN? And then they bring in these guests on the news shows, on the news programs. Anna Navarro, is there a more loathsome person on TV? Truly. A complete moron, and she's not the only one. Just comes to mind right now. This is not a free press. These are Democrats dressed up as reporters or liberals dressed up as reporters. 
Look at this guy, Brian Stelter. Most of you never heard of him if I didn't mention him. He does a show on the weekend, watching the media or whatever he does. Guy graduates barely, I think, at Towson State. He's picked up by the New York Times. Then he's picked up by CNN. Going on and on about Trump's mental health. On and on about Trump. It just It's day in and day out. And here's the thing. This meeting that took place, when you're negotiating, when you're in a meeting behind closed doors, first of all, when you get out of the meeting, you keep your mouth shut. That's the way it's supposed to work. But it appears Dick Durbin leaked to the Washington Post. And if I'm wrong, Mr. Durbin, just call in and tell us. We'll correct the record, and I would like to interview you. But I, I think you're the guy. Because out of the people who met with Trump behind closed doors, the only one who definitively and repeatedly keeps saying that Trump used that word, well, it's Durbin. Durbin. Meanwhile, two senators, Cotton and Purdue, have definitively stated, no, he didn't. Now, let's look at the credibility of those three men. Durbin is a known liar. And you've heard it by now. You heard it from me on Friday. In 2013, he lied about a comment he said was made in a meeting with the president. Something to the effect that a Republican leader said they can't even stand to look at the president. Well, that was Boehner he was talking about. Boehner absolutely denied it. Not only Boehner, Obama denied it through his spokesman. It never happened. And meanwhile, the media today are more than happy to repeat what Dick Durbin said over and over and over again. Like a bunch of frat boys and sorority girls. Piling on, piling on. It's almost like a mob mentality. We have a media mob mentality. These aren't serious people. Look at Chris Cuomo. Is that a serious person? Guy's a moron. Look at this guy, Lawrence O'Donnell. Talk about unstable. Some producer, director videotaped this guy screaming at his staff, hearing things in his ears. There he is. And they go to Al Sharpton for his comment. And now... The Congressional Black Caucus says we need to censure the president. Censure him for what? Something Dick Durbin says he said, which he denies, what Cotton denies, Purdue denies. And where's Lindsey Graham? Well, you know, Lindsey told a friend it happened. What do you mean Lindsey told a friend it happened? What kind of information is that? Lindsey's an idiot. Everybody knows Lindsey's an idiot. And I played for you, first one, what Lindsey said. At that Senate committee hearing, hellhole, hellhole, south of the border, hellhole. He's in no position to question anybody. Wasn't that long ago, ladies and gentlemen, where all we talked about or heard about was sexual harassment in the media, in Hollywood, on Capitol Hill. Apparently it doesn't happen anymore. Now we don't hear about it ever. It's all over. Everything's fine. Back to Trump. Russia colluding. Porn star dating, you know, uh, mentally ill, racist. How could you vote for him? 
I'm embarrassed what's happening to this country. Thoroughly embarrassed. What the left is doing to this country, this magnificent, beautiful country, that they have done nothing to defend, nothing to support. Just trash it. Trash the health care system. Trash the capitalist system. Trash the military. Trash the cops. Endless. All right, I got it off my chest. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. media s-hole over there at CNN, wouldn't you say, Mr. Producer? I would say CNN is the s-hole of media outfits. The s-hole over there, CNN. They like the word, they ought to wear it. And here's what they won't tell you. Step back and think about this while they're chasing words. Hillary Clinton's campaign in the DNC coordinated, collaborated, to fund a law firm as an intermediary to an organization that did opposition research on Donald Trump with the assistance of the Kremlin. That research, quote-unquote, a smear job, was then fed to the FBI, which bought it willingly, happily, hook, line, and sinker. They took that, and they went, in part, on that, to a federal judge on the FISA court to get a warrant, a warrant to investigate one or more members of Trump world. The Obama Justice Department and FBI. You have an opposition party that uses the Russians, in part, to concoct dirt on a presidential candidate of the other party, feeds it to the FBI, they're happy to have it, they even think about hiring the guy. They go to a federal judge, and he or she failed to do their job, failed to make sure there was a probable cause basis for thinking, and this is the probable cause for counterintelligence, that one or more members of Trump world were foreign agents or acting as foreign agents. Does anybody believe Whatever you think about Manafort, that he was a foreign agent for Russia? Do you think Carter Page was a foreign agent for Russia? Well, they got the warrant. Then unmasking occurs. We don't know if it's a result of this, or we don't know if it's a result of an ongoing surveil of the Russian ambassador. It's leaked to the media. General Flynn. There is a full onslaught against candidate Trump, transition team Trump, President Trump. Then we'd see texts, and the Democrats are furious that the Department of Justice released these texts. Of the senior FBI investigator demonstrating he hated Trump, demonstrating that that hate for Trump motivated his actions. There are texts now that suggest that he apparently was leaking information to the media. We have a former FBI director who is leaking memos to the media. Charles Grassley and Lindsey Graham believe some of those memos were classified. 
All for what? To destroy Donald Trump. Candidate Trump, transition team Trump, President Trump. And what do the media report? That he's mentally ill, that he's chasing porno stars, that he colluded with Russia. The great historic irony. And now he's a racist. On Dick Durbin say so. On Dick Durbin say so. This is why the media should never hire former Democrat staffers or Republican staffers from Capitol Hill. This is why the media should never hire somebody like a Chris Cuomo, who's so thoroughly uh, entrenched in the Democrat machine in New York. No way. The American people aren't being served by this media. We're being disserved by this media. They have no intention of reporting the news. We have the greatest scandal of scandals. Domestic political surveillance done by one political party against another, by a Democrat administration against a Republican candidate and transition. And the evidence, even without getting all the details, is overwhelming. I'll be right back. You're listening to Denali, the great one. The great one. And you can call in now. 877-381-3811. Back on March 2nd, when I laid out the general outlines of what was this domestic political surveillance, really, we've never seen anything like this in American history, modern American history, never, anything like it, in that the media jumps from one phony story to the other. What happened to that author, Michael Wolf, all of a sudden? Couldn't get enough of him, couldn't get enough of the psychiatrist, Bandy X. Lee, couldn't get enough of Gloria Allred, Lisa Bloom, what happened to all these issues? We just moved from one to the next. One to the next. Porn star stuff popping out there. Then we get um, the racism on Dick Durbin say so, a uh, a proven liar. Let me tell you a little secret. Let me tell you a little secret. This FISA court judge has a lot to answer for. He or she. It was their job to ensure. They're the supposed balance and protection against an overreaching government. It was their job to ensure that that FISA warrant would not issue unless there was probable cause that the target of the warrant was an agent of the Russians. Utterly preposterous. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I don't even feel I am, but I'm going to tell you how I know the dossier, this 35-page piece of trash, put together by a piece of trash with the assistance of a piece of trash, funded by the Hillary Clinton and Democrat National Committee, collaborating, obviously, Hired the same law firm, the same hack lawyer, Mark Elias. Hired the same hit group, Fusion GPS, and they go to the Kremlin and other sources through this guy, Christopher Steele. 
let me tell you how I know the dossier was used in fuller in part. And then watch the backbenchers mention it. Ready? Because the Justice Department and the FBI refuses to deny it. You're not revealing classified information by denying it. You're not violating any rule by denying it. Did you use the dossier in whole or part to apply for one or more FISAs in your applications? No, we did not. That simple. It's like saying you didn't use a kumquat in your application. No, we didn't use the kumquat. Okay, you haven't revealed anything. Other than you're explaining to Congress, which has oversight authority under our Constitution, you are telling Congress you didn't use it. You're not telling Congress what you did use. That's how I know the dossier was used in part or whole uh, to get that FISA warrant. I feel certain of it. I'll tell you how else I know that there's a massive cover-up going on here. And you want to talk about obstruction of justice? It's occurring at the FBI and the Justice Department. Because when I took these these public reports and started to put them together, there was a period of five or six months, whatever it was, I came under a withering attack even by news organizations that had provided a piece of it here and there. I knew I hit a nerve. I knew from my own experience as an old chief of staff to an attorney general of the United States. I also knew something was wrong here. But the FISA warrant or warrants, it's not the end of the, the situation here. We never got to the bottom of this unmasking. The Russian ambassador was surveilled. We're told he's always surveilled. Information came in, discussions, which are considered incidental, the incidental collection of information on American citizens. We know one of them, right, was Michael Flynn. That information could only be handled by a a relative handful of people, and it was leaked to the media. Leaked to the media. We've never found out who did that. They've never been held to account. We were told that Samantha Power, as ambassador to the UN for Barack Obama, was unmasking people left and right, which is very odd for an ambassador to the UN, considering she has almost no responsibility for intelligence activities. She apparently told Trey Gowdy at a hearing that the NSA was using her name as a basis of unmasking, but they weren't, most of them, her requests. And Trey Gowdy said he'd get to the bottom of it, but he hasn't gotten to the bottom of it. It's almost worse that they would use somebody's name to unmask as a way to cover up who's responsible. There are people responsible for these things. And they're not being held to account. They're not being revealed. The irony is they say we don't want to reveal classified information when in fact the people have leaked classified information. Now there's somebody else who knows about most of this, if not all of it. The former President of the United States. 
Now, you know how he knows about it? Because most of it was in the media. And he's been essentially hush about all of it. He's never asked about any of it. I will keep to repeat, so hopefully the Nunes Committee and others will pursue this, the presidential daily briefings. If a FISA warrant was issued against a candidate for Trump world or an individual who is said to have worked for Trump world and so forth, you have to believe that was included in the presidential daily briefing. I have to believe it. If in fact... Trump was colluding with the Russians, which of course he's not. That's a damnable lie, which has been used to try and handicap his presidency from day one. Then you have to believe that the President of the United States at the time, Barack Obama, was receiving information related to that in his daily presidential briefing. Where are these briefings? Our committees have... I know, I'm supposed to go, asshole, 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 racist, racist, racist. That's this week. Last week it was mentally ill, mentally ill, mentally deranged. The week before that it was collusion, collusion. I'm not playing. We have a true scandal that threatens this republic, in my view. (coughs) And if NBC, ABC, and CBS, and MSNBC, and CNN, and all their offshoots are not going to report it, then a significant percentage of the American people are not going to know about it. And that's what's going on here. That's what's going on here. By the way, many people have written that Durbin did this. They wrote about this at Powerline. They wrote about illegal insurrection. And they're not the only ones. Actually, we actually talked about it here over the weekend, too. That his whole effort here was to blow up the whole DACA negotiations and get a government shutdown this week and blame it on Trump. And here's what the left knows and here's what the Democrats know. They can rely on the media. They can rely on Jake Tapper. They can rely on George Stephanopoulos. They can rely on this guy, John Dickerson. They can rely on every single host and so-called reporter at CNN and MSNBC, CBS, NBC, ABC, to regurgitate what they want. To regurgitate what they want. Because these media corporations hate Donald Trump. And yet they find it very profitable to hate Donald Trump. Their ratings are flat, or they're they're worse. And by playing to a certain segment of the population, by playing the race card like the Democrats do, by playing all the cards that the Democrats do, these media outlets are surrogates for the Democrats. And they have found that the ratings go up and they're able to sell more ads. I will continue to ask the question, why is CNN in almost all of our airports without any competition? And why do we put up with it? When you go through an airport and there's a pub 
or a restaurant and there's CNN, you should do what I do. Ask the manager, why are you running CNN? I'd rather watch the Jewelry Channel than CNN. I'm quite serious about this. There are real things going on here. You have the head guy investigating Trump, his tech show, that he hates Trump. His tech show, this insurance policy he's talking about, is clearly, in my view, the dossier. And apparently he was in coots with the deputy FBI director, who's now announced a timely um, retirement so he can maximize his pension. You've got the former FBI director, James Comey, who's a leaker. He's an absolute leaker. It's known that he's a leaker. He confessed to one leak, even though he was an absolute coward in the way that he did it. He should be shamed by this society, but he's not. We have a former Secretary of State who was nominated to be the presidential candidate of the Democrat Party who intentionally and knowingly subverted the Espionage Act. How do we know this? Because she had a private server in her home. You put a private server in your home and then you pretend ignorance as to what's classified. You're subverting the Espionage Act and you know you're subverting the Espionage Act by putting that in your home. You're destroying government records. You know that's a violation of federal law, but you do it anyway. But the FBI, at the most senior levels, covered for her. The FBI covered for her. We know through multiple iterations of a draft speech that Comey was thinking about two months before he gave it. Two months before Hillary Clinton's interviewed. Two months before 20 witnesses are interviewed. Two months before laptops are even secure. About how... She may have been clumsy, she may have been sloppy, but she didn't violate the law. And in the statement themselves, they rewrite the law. What do you call that? But now, this week, it's Trump's a racist. Last week, he's mentally ill. This week, he was dating porno stars. Last week, he was colluding with Russia. This week... Who knows what else? Last week, he's obstructing. Who knows? But on the word of a miscreant, a known liar, a dishonorable man in the name of Dick Durbin, the only one who has emphatically insisted that Trump not only said asshole countries, but said it repeatedly. On his word, the media run. On the word of an author, a well-known, inaccurate author, and they even admit it, the media, this guy Michael Wolf. weak one, weak two, promoting the 25th Amendment, and Trump is off his rocker, and everybody around him think, thinks he's off his rocker. The guy's all over news media, all over news media. Adam Schiff, the go-to guy on Russia collusion. Complete sleazeball. Day in and day out and day in and day out. The media put him out there. Why do they put him out there? You have to understand, 
Guests are chosen for a reason. And the guests on CNN and MSNBC and the rest of them, they are chosen for a reason. To advance a narrative. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. CNN should have a new logo. See if you agree with me, folks. This is CNN. An asshole of broadcasting. What do you think of that, Mr. Producer? Well, we're off to a fast start in 2018. We're already in the midst of a battle on immigration. DACA and, of course, President Trump's feud, rightly so, with the fake media. If you tuned into Levin TV recently, we did a show that's been getting some great feedback from fans on the new tax bill. Of course, everyone wants to know how this new law is going to affect them, how it's going to affect their family. So we wanted to make sure we help separate fact from fiction. If you haven't signed up for CRTV yet, you can do a free seven-day trial and check out this important episode. As a matter of fact, check the Levin TV website, Mr. Producer, on Facebook, rather, Levin TV Facebook. The entire program tonight, it's probably not ready, is going to be in front of the paywall. In other words, it's going to be available to you all 51 minutes where I address the uh, this phony issue. Uh, but I also give it some historical context uh, when it comes to immigration. I think you're going to very much enjoy it. Now, you've probably already heard, but CRTV is getting bigger and better in this new year. We're adding new shows from hosts like Andrew Wilkow, Ali Stuckey, and more. The price is less than 8 bucks a month when you use promo code LEVIN. Go to CRTV.com and sign up for a free seven-day trial right now. Or give us a call at 844-LEVIN-TV, and we'll get you set up. That's 844-LEVIN-TV. I know you're going to love it. Love it, love it, love it. All right, Mr. Producer, my call screen has disappeared. Can you give me a caller, a good caller, even one who disagrees with me, perhaps? Mike, New York, the great WABC, go. What's up? Well, Mark, I've been listening to you for years from Yonkers, man. I'm Republican, I'm African American, but I don't agree with, with what you're saying about Trump. But let's get to the brass tacks of it. Yeah. Everybody, you'll seem to be propping Trump up. Everybody has messed up character. CNN, we know, MSNBC, they're hacks. They can say the same thing for Fox. But honestly, right? You're going to balls. You're going to the wall for this guy. All right, all right. Forget about me. Tell me about Trump. What's the problem? The problem with Trump is Trump is not really interested in the job. Trump is oh. acting like he's still on the streets of New York, talking mm. to the construction manager at a site. Listen, when the Mueller report come out, right, it's going to define everything. Oh, uh, you're a big Republican, huh, Mike? Yeah, I'm a Republican. Mike, let me let me let me tell you something. A couple points. Number one. I only defend Trump when I think he deserves to be defended. And what I see here now is a mob mentality by an ideologically driven press with backbencher phony journalists, many of whom worked on Capitol Hill, come from Democrat families, worked for the Clinton administration, the Obama administration, and so forth. This is a poison in our society. That's number one. Number two, Trump has not done anything that would even suggest the 25th Amendment is relevant. He's not done anything that suggests impeachment is relevant. 
They bring up this, this idiot author. They use it to trash him. Now they bring up this idiot senator. They use it to trash him. He's the president of the United States. He deserves a lot more respect than he's getting. So do we, the American people, and so does this country, Mike. That's the bottom line here. I don't agree with Trump on everything. Hell, I disagree with major aspects of his tax bill. I don't buy this infrastructure bill. He's going to try and kill NAFTA, and so it has nothing to do with it. I'll be right back. Broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. You know, I'm very concerned that the hard-left progressives are going to turn our own country into an S-hole. S-hole. Now they're going to be boycotting the State of the Union address because, you see, nothing, nothing is uh, is tolerated with the left. They don't like uh, the fact that uh, we're supposed to be deporting illegal aliens, so they claim sanctuary status for their cities and their states. Uh, they don't like this president, so they're not going to show up. Or they're going to wear a uniform or something of that sort. The new left of the 1960s that attacked the administration buildings, that went to the streets, that was very, very violent, have now become our representatives in many Institutions. There are tenured professors, our tenured teachers, our administrators. They are the the top executives in the media, the top leaders in the Democrat Party. And you can see they've moved not purely from the streets. You still have Antifa and so forth, but they many of them have moved from the streets into these institutions, which they're blowing up. And yet, for conservatives, I told you a few weeks ago that the conservative intellectual movement is very, very weak right now. I'll give you a perfect example, the Weekly Standard. It's a disastrous magazine. It has no purpose. It's not thoughtful. And they spend most of their time attacking the president. And yet, they were never really a conservative group. It was never really a conservative publication, per se. And there it is, funded by a billionaire with really no purpose and nothing interesting to say and nothing profound to say. Nothing. Every now and then there's a good article and I'll try, I go through it, I try to find them, but it's it's become a desperate effort at this point. So I pretty much have given up. And so when we talked about this before, uh, Isaiah Berlin, a brilliant, brilliant man, he's written on liberty, and he's in my latest book, Rediscovering Americanism and the Tyranny of Progressivism. 
And I paraphrase, he's essentially said that if you give up the battle of ideas and you leave it to academicians and so-called intellectuals, you will lose your country. More than that, you will lose your liberty. And I feel that's what we've done. So we're arguing whether or not Trump is a racist, whether or not he's dated porn stars, whether or not he's colluded with the Russians, whether or not he's mentally ill. The left drives the agenda. And in this case, they're using so old Soviet tactics to try and destroy this president, even to the point of trying to criminalize his tenure as president with a special counsel. The progressives are using these techniques because progressivism is the bastard child of Marxism. And the early progressives, even in this country, were quite laudatory of, of the Russian Revolution in its earliest days. But conservatism is, is on the decline in terms of people identifying with it, in terms of our younger people in this country, because we're not making the case. We don't make the case for liberty. We don't make the case for republicanism. I'm not talking about political party, republicanism and constitutionalism. We don't make the case for faith and family. And the, the, the endless propaganda from the Democrat media and the endless attacks on our customs and traditions, they have an effect over time. And this is why when it comes to immigration, immigration is very different today than it was 50, 60, 100 years ago. Apart from all the bureaucratic processes and so forth and the law, what's really different is the lack of Americanization. If American citizens are taught to trash their own country in colleges and universities, if American citizens are taught to trash their own country by our media and the Democrat Party, and they're taught to trash their own country in many of our public school systems, and you get this day in and day out, you don't know any different. And here's a Gallup poll that I have a meaning to get to. The headline is, Conservative Lead in U.S. Ideology is Down to Single Digits. Continuing a quarter-century trend, the term liberal continues to catch up with conservative as Americans' preferred description of their political views. 35% of U.S. adults in 2017 identified as conservative, 26% as liberal. The first time the conservative label's edge has been single digits. Its 9 percentage point edge in, the, in 2017 is down from 11 points in 2016 and roughly 20 point advantages at times in the past. I remember when the conservative number was 40, 41% and it wasn't that long ago. And the other part of the problem is you have so-called nationalist populists who are attacking conservatism too because they identify with the New Deal and the centralized government when it comes to managing the economy, managing trade, pouring billions and billions of dollars of your tax dollars into these government projects and jacking up the debt further with these government projects. So you have that argument, and then, of course, you have the left. And then, But the key is you have the failure of the conservative intellectual movement because it's weak. It's weak. You even have so-called conservatives who defend 
the president when the president's not doing conservative things. Look, I defend the president on constitutional matters, on conservative matters, on liberty matters, and so forth. But when he does things that are liberal or proposes things that are liberal, he should be challenged. I mean, not to sabotage him, but to be engaged, like with any president. But you have so-called supply-siders buying off on a tax bill that actually raises taxes on some people? What's that all about? But let's go on. Longer term, the percentage of American adults identifying as liberal has climbed from 17% the first year Gallup used this measure in 1992 to 26% in 2017. While the percentage calling themselves moderate has fallen from 43 to 40 uh, to 35 percent, conservatives' share of the political pie was about the same in 2017, 35 percent, as in 1992, 36 percent. Although it rose to 40 percent several times in between, this was with the rise of the Tea Party movement. The residual group, generally four to five percent in recent years, is unable or refuses to classify themselves with one of the three terms. Leftward shift mainly attributed to Democrats. But the Democrat Party is getting bigger and bigger, in part due to immigration practices in this country, and in part due to younger people who are being indoctrinated in their universities and colleges. This is why, put Trump aside, this is why it would be enormously difficult for Calvin Coolidge or Ronald Reagan to make progress in this battle today. They would be viciously assaulted too. Viciously. The progressives never want to give up power. And when they lose, they're out to destroy. They're out to destroy the opposition. They're out to destroy the opposition uh, candidate. They're out to destroy, in particular, the opposition president. Destroy him. They're out to destroy George W. Bush, who wasn't even that conservative. But they went after Ronald Reagan with Iran-Contra. Their hope was to take him out. And it is amazing, isn't it, that Democrats never have scandals? And I say that with tongue-in-cheek, obviously, sarcastically. The IRS, not a scandal. Benghazi, bored with it. Domestic political surveillance, uh, Obama's off somewhere. He doesn't have to answer for anything. Violations of the Constitution with fascistic fiats, big deal. Big deal. Anything flies in the name of progressivism. And a, uh, an attorney general in Holder and later Lynch, who are nothing more than uh, puppets of the President of the United States, who acted as well, never recused themselves from anything. The only change in Republicans' ideology has been at the margins, they write, including a seven-point increase since 2001 in the percentage identifying themselves as conservative. So within the Republican Party, it's gotten more conservative as opposed to the general public, and yet the Republican Party, in my view, doesn't represent that very well, does it? No, it doesn't. And so progressivism has an effect over time when it devours these institutions, 
and uses them to great effect. Progressivism is an ideology. The Republican Party is a political party. When the Republican Party takes over, it manages things. It doesn't advance the conservative philosophy, for the most part. You know, with a court appointment here or there, which are very important, yes. But when it comes to actually running day-to-day the government, the Republican Party does not advance the conservative philosophy, whereas the Democrat Party does advance the progressive ideology. The reason is this. Democrats, activists, public officials, campaigners, Democrats are progressives. They are Democrats because they're progressives. The Democrat Party is the funnel through which the progressives operate. But Republicans' parallel positions are not conservatives. Many of them have no philosophy at all. They want to cooperate, coordinate, negotiate, equivocate. But we rarely ever advance the cause of liberty. We rarely ever advance the cause of private property rights, of limited government, of a reduced central power, of reducing the debt, of strengthening constitutionalism. So when we control the House and control the Senate, control the presidency, some good things get done, but we don't advance the philosophy, the way the Democrats advance their ideology. And it's taking a toll. I should go back and pull out sections from Rediscovering Americanism in the future, not tonight. So I can acquaint those of you who haven't read it, which is many of you, with some of these progressives again and their ties to the bankrupt alien ideology of Marx and Hegel and so forth. But it has real-time effects on our lives. Bernie Sanders, Chuck Schumer, so forth and so on. These are the philosopher kings these men, wittingly or unwittingly, in the case of Sanders wittingly, embrace and seek to project upon us. And it does affect your life. And it will affect your children and your grandchildren. So while the media do the bidding of the progressives and the Democrat Party, trying to destroy a Republican president, have tried to destroy him even before he was elected president, when they are in power, the media will do nothing to check the power of the Democrats and their ideological advances. Worse, Not only won't the media report what's taking place, the media will cover for them, Praetorian Guard media. That's why we get Gallup numbers like this. That's why people don't enthusiastically support capitalism. Hell, they don't even enthusiastically support individual liberty. If you talk about fairness and equality and so forth, yes, yes, yes. I'll be right back. even a liberal can understand. The Democrat Party and the progressives now, 
They are not even allowing us to properly fund our military today. They won't allow it. They are not allowing us to properly fund physical barriers on the southern border to protect this country and to protect us as a nation state. They will not allow it. They've done enormous damage to local law enforcement over the last decade. And they and a few Republicans and libertarians are pushing for what they call criminal justice reform. That is allowing thousands, if not tens of thousands of criminals out on the streets. While the Democrats, by the way, try and get felons registered to vote. They will not allow us to deport people who are here illegally by assigning themselves the sanctuary city nomenclature. The Democrat Party. The Democrat Party has populated the courts with slip and fall lawyers who advance the ideology of the left and abandon their constitutional constraints. The Democrat Party believes that a tax plan that was just passed that raises taxes on many, many wealthy people, quote unquote, many of you, and you'll find out come out April, uh, is a tax cut for the rich. So they go forward with that Marxist class warfare propaganda over and over again. Now what about us? We support energy independence, and now we have it as a result of the private sector. More people in this country are able to eat, to be housed, to be clothed, thanks to the private sector, capitalism. More people in this country live comfortable lives, not perfect lives, not everything they want, as a result of the principles that we promote. Why can't Mitch McConnell articulate this? Why can't Paul Ryan articulate this? Why can't Republicans articulate this? Not here and there, but endlessly, constantly. Why can't they explain that the way to a better life is being obstructed by the Democrats? Why can't they explain that the way to prosperity is through capitalism, not government redistribution of wealth? Why can't they explain that Less people are poor, and more people are in the middle class and other so-called classes. We'll play along. Because of liberty and private property rights and commerce, why can't they explain what is the truth? Why can't they explain what surrounds us? And yet they can't, and yet they won't. And, of course, the media won't report on it. They report the opposite. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back. Levin, the George S. Patton of Talk Radio. Call him at 877-381-3811. That's 877-381-3811. Folks, I feel we have a very, very important Levin TV tonight, so it's going to be absolutely free. I hope you'll take the time to watch. It'll go live, I'm told, and I hope they're right, at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, Mr. Producer. 
So we'll want to put it up on our Mark Levin show, uh, Facebook and Twitter. But it's best to go directly to Levin TV Facebook. That's where it pops up first, Levin TV Facebook. That's at 9 p.m. Eastern tonight. At 9.30 p.m. Eastern tonight, I will be on the Hannity TV show on the Fox News Channel. That's 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time tonight. I'd be there at 9 p.m., except i got to get from the radio bunker to our TV bunker, our Ronald Reagan studio, over at the Levin TV studios. And if you've never seen them, you really ought to watch both shows tonight. So um, I think the Levin TV show is very, very important. That's why I've uh, asked that it be placed in front of the paywall so everybody can watch it, not just subscribers in this case. By the way, it's our 399th episode, Mr. Producer. 399th episode, and I haven't even been on the air two years yet. That's not till March. So we will far exceed 400, um, and I try to do about 200 a year. A new movie about Winston Churchill is causing renewed interest in this great leader, and it should because it's a great movie, Darkest Hour. Well, I've... I've got access to insight on Churchill that's only available from Hillsdale College and now to you. My friend, Dr. Larry Arn, the president of Hillsdale, he's the world's leading scholar on Churchill. He has a fantastic speech about the three lessons we can all learn from Churchill. It's yours absolutely free at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Did you know that Britain once stood alone against the power of Nazi Germany? Dr. Arn tells the inspiring story about Churchill's wise courage and what it teaches us. No one knows these great Churchill stories better than Larry Arn. In fact, the official biography of Winston Churchill is published by none other than Hillsdale College Press. But this piece appears in Imprimus, Hillsdale's free speech digest, with 3.7 million readers. Are you one of them? It's one of the most widely read publications in the country, larger circulation than the New York Times. That's right, because people are smart. Read this inspiring edition and start receiving a Primus free every month as part of Hillsdale's commitment to help all Americans pursue truth and defend liberty. Go to levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. All right, we're going to circle back. Mr. Producer put a montage together. And this is not to report on this but to continue to expose the media for the disaster that the media are. And you're going to hear some of the hosts. You're going to hear, hear some of the guests they bring on. But it is a conga line of, of miscreants and malcontents. Cut one, go. The president is exhibiting a pattern of what I would call a racist pattern. Yes, you have a president who is reactionary and who is playing to the racist tendencies of a third of Americans. If you have racist... Whoa, 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 whoa. The racist tendencies of a third of Americans, says Joe Scarborough? This is a very unethical, immoral, unconscionable man. So desperate he is to appease his employers over at MSNBC. So desperate he is to be welcome in his social circles in Manhattan that he would make that kind of statement? A third of Americans, a hundred million Americans are racists or racist tendencies? What a disgusting disgrace. And then, of course, Al Sharpton. Go ahead. Say racist things 
operate in a racist manner, you are a racist. These racist remarks, of course, lead to racist policies, uh, who came to office based on a racist agenda. In every respect, what he is showing us is that uh, he is a racist. It was uh, racist, it was inappropriate, it was crude and loathsome. I think he is a racist. And he has a specific percentage of the population that he is encouraging to scratch the sore of race, his base. Would you go as far as to call this president? Whoa, 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 whoa. So the base of Donald Trump is racist. This is MSNBC. This is uh, Barnacle, the plagiarist. Well-named, too, I might add. Unbelievable. This is how broadcasters think of the American people. Go ahead. Absolutely. Not only is the, the president expressed a view that's inherently racist, he expresses a view that's inherently anti-American. But there's no question what he said was racist. There's no question what he said was un-American. This is just dumb and wrong and racist across the board. A hard rain is going to fall on Donald Trump and the Republicans who enable this sort of racism. And it's coming. No, I'm not a racist. I am the least racist person you have ever So the president has had to say through a spokesman that he's not mentally ill. The president has had to say, no, he's not a racist. The president has had to say there's no Russian collusion. And notice, they haven't had to prove a damn thing. They just say it. Where's the Russian collusion? There isn't any, except on the Democrat side where there's tons. Where's any evidence of mental problems other than the allegations? There's none whatsoever. Where's the evidence that he's a racist at any time during his life? There isn't any, including when he was a Democrat and they took his money and they loved him. I see. So he becomes a Republican and now he's a racist. All those decades, most of his life, he's a Democrat. He gives money to Hillary, gives money to Harry Reid, gives money to the DNC. They love his money. They want his money. They want his support. They want his votes. Good guy, blah, blah, blah. Now he's a racist. Coming from the racist party, the Democrat Party, the party of slavery, the party of segregation, the party of Jim Crow. It's not the Republican Party, that's their party. Now about this meeting, there's only one senator who has emphatically said that the president said, asshole countries. And that is lying Dick Durbin. Who in 2013 pulled a similar act in a meeting with the president over the budget, Boehner's in there, others are in there, Obama's in there, and Durbin tweets that one of the Republican leaders, meaning Boehner, said that he couldn't even stand looking at the president's face or something to that effect. Boehner was disgusted and outraged, and even the president's spokesman put out a statement saying it never happened. And so now Durbin puts it out, and now the entire media running with it, like the entire meaning we're running with this guy, Michael Wolf's book. But I'm playing this to show you, to prove to you, to underscore, to put an exclamation mark behind it, that the media in this country, one of the biggest problems we have to sustain liberty in our republic, as they continue to abuse freedom of the press. These aren't press people in the first place. Now, here's Senator David Perdue, Republican Georgia. He's on this week 
on ABC. Cut to go. Then on Thursday, we had a meeting, and coming out of that meeting, we had a gross misrepresentation of what happened in that meeting. But it's not the first time we've had a gross misrepresentation by that individual. Let's get, let's let me get finish, George. No, let me finish, George. Well, I want to know what the gross misrepresentation was. The gross misrepresentation was that language was used in there that, that was not used, and also that the tone of that meeting was, was not contributory and not constructive. In 2013, Senator Durbin also made the same accusation against a Republican leader in a meeting with President Obama and said that it was, he, he chewed out the president. It was so disrespectful to President Obama, we couldn't even have the meeting. That's what he said in 2013. Later that day, the president's own press secretary came out and said, and I quote, it did not happen. This is about a gross misrepresentation. It's not the first time. So why was Stephanopoulos jumping all over this senator and wouldn't let him finish? Was Because he keeps, he keeps pushing his agenda. More from Purdue and Stephanopoulos. Three, go. You just said that what Senator Durbin said, the president, the words the president used were not used. You said that that, that did not happen. But it's not just Senator so Durbin. So stop, so stop. So now Stephanopoulos is on the attack because he's part of the Praetorian Guard media. He's a Democrat. He's a progressive. Go. That I mean, Senator Lindsey Graham has put out a statement saying that he countered the president's words in the moment, and he told his Republican colleague from South Carolina, Tim Scott, that the reports of, of that meeting were basically accurate. Those comments had been confirmed by, by multiple sources. You're saying it didn't happen? How, how can it be confirmed by multiple sources? And look how weasel word Lindsey Graham is. He spoke to Tim Scott and said basically that's what he said. Basically? Did he basically say asshole or did he basically not? You either said it or you didn't. Go ahead. Multiple sources. There were six of us in the room. I haven't heard any of those six sources other than, than Senator Durbin talk about what was said. Look, well, this Senator Graham told Senator Scott this was that the reports were basically accurate. Well, that's, you don't have to deal with him. Basically, is an operative word. The trouble here is that Senator Durbin came and brought a proposal. Let's put this in perspective. But, but, but you know, I want to get to the proposal, series. but you're saying... No, 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 Senator Purdue, you don't understand. Stephanopoulos doesn't care. He's going to grill you because he wants it to be true. He wants it to be true. Go ahead. Flat out, definitively, the president did not say those words. I'm saying that this is a gross misrepresentation. It's not the first time Senator Durbin has done it, and it is not productive to solve so the what problem. Did the pres- mm-hmm. What did the president say? What did he say? What did he say? Go ahead, Mr. Producer. Next. Senator Cotton on Face the Nation, one of the six. Cut four, go. Yeah, John, I, I didn't hear that word either. I certainly didn't hear what Senator Durbin has said repeatedly. Senator Durbin has a history of misrepresenting what happens in White House meetings, though, so perhaps we shouldn't be surprised by that. Here's what I did hear, and here's the point. Just sorry to interrupt. See, stop, stop. This is where they are. Well, I don't want to hear what you heard. I want to know, didn't he say this? So they'll repeat it. So they're trying to rebuild Durbin's character. Go ahead. Was not said because Senator Graham also told Senator Scott, your Republican colleague, that this is what happened. Senator Flake was in a subsequent. Now let's stop there. That's not what he said. Basically, it's what happened. Whatever that means. It's a weasel word. And yet here you have Dickerson on Face the Nation saying that Graham said that basically. 
that what Durbin said is what happened. But that's not what Graham said, even while he's weaseling. Go ahead. He was told by people in the meeting this happened. So just to button that up, you're saying it did not happen or you're having or you just don't recall. Yeah, I, I didn't hear it. And I was sitting no further away from Donald Trump than Dick Durbin was. And, I know, it, and I know what Dick Durbin has said about Donald about the president's repeated statements is incorrect. So Durbin, is Senator, Durbin lying? Senator Durbin has misrepresented what happened in White House meetings before. So Durbin was lying and he's lied before. But that doesn't matter. Because they're going to keep pushing this. The Democrat Party wants this. The Democrat Party needs this. They need it for its base. They need it to get out the votes. Just like the Trump is mentally ill stuff. Just like the the election was a fraud because of collusion with the Russians. Can somebody please tell me what the Democrat agenda is? I mean, more than platitudinous, more than general. What is the Democrat agenda on health care? Mark, single pair. I'm not asking that. Do they have a proposal on the table? What is the Democrat proposal on DACA and securing the border? Where is it? What is it? What is the Democrat proposal in rebuilding our defenses to deal with Iran and North Korea and Russia and China? What is their proposal? What is the Democrat proposal for building up our economy exactly? What is the Democrat proposal for dealing with people in poverty? They have no proposals. They have left-wing banners, left-wing bumper stickers. They've got nothing. Nothing. This guy, Jeff Flake, he has turned out to be truly hideous. Hideous. He spends more time trying to destroy this presidency than most Democrats. And so Jeff Flake, who's a backbencher to a backbencher, who has accomplished exactly nothing in the United States Senate, who has said nothing profound in the United States Senate, who's proposed nothing serious in the United States Senate, he is now the go-to guy for the media. Cut five, go. I know you weren't in the meeting on Thursday, but I believe you spoke... So stop. He wasn't in the meeting on Thursday. He's not a fact witness, as we call it. He's a witness to nothing. But it doesn't matter. Let me tell you how this works. Stephanopoulos says to his executive producer and his booker, get me Flake. Get me Lindsey Graham. Get me the hostiles. Get me them. He's a Republican. Go ahead. Who were in the meeting? You just heard Senator Perdue right there saying the president didn't use those comments that were didn't right. use those words that were widely attributed to him. Do you believe that? Well, all I can say is I was in a meeting directly afterwards where those who had presented to the president our proposal. All right, so, so he's in a meeting afterwards. He's not in a meeting with the president. Somebody told him what the president said. That's not even admissible. It's so ridiculous. But it doesn't matter. They're not reporting. They're attacking. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I believe the Eagles won, didn't they, Mr. Producer? I believe your Steelers lost, unfortunately, right? I won't rub it in. Watch that Minnesota-New Orleans game. I couldn't believe the end of that game. I thought the 
Alabama-Georgia game in the college ranks was about the most nerve-wracking you can watch, but it wasn't. All right. Did you know that our $20 trillion national debt is estimated to double to $40 trillion in just 12 years? We're going to leave this to our kids and our grandkids. A debt train this large can only be headed towards disaster. As we print more and more dollars, we lose more and more buying power. Investors know that it's not what you have, but what you keep. That's why they diversify their portfolios to help keep their buying power strong when the dollar goes weak. PM Capital understands wealth preservation. Helping you keep your buying power is their goal. Many investors are diversifying their portfolios because that's the key. And IRAs right now, they're diversifying with gold and silver. Don't be caught on the tracks of the debt train uh, disaster. Diversify. You can diversify your IRA, your 401k. You can just diversify, period. But I would do it today. Learn more by claiming your free PM Capital Investor Guide and for limited time receive $500 in free gold or silver on qualifying purchases. That's a big deal. All you have to do is call them. Here's how you do it. It's very cool. Dial pound 250, pound 250, and say the keyword Mark Levin. That's it. That's pound 250, keyword Mark Levin. PM Capital specialists are standing by. That's pound 250, say Mark Levin. And their specialists are very professional. They're well-trained. They're respectful. They'll walk you through the whole process. You can ask them questions about denominations, about amounts, um, you know, and... And learn about it and participate in your diversification. It's very, very important. That's pound 250, keyword, Mark Levin. Yes, I have gold. Yes, I have silver. Yes, I have some gems, too. I do diversify. That's what I do. I do as I say. Don't forget, 9.30 p.m. tonight, Eastern Time, I will be on Hannity on the Fox News Channel. And we have a blockbuster, Levin TV. It'll be released at 9 p.m., the entire program, to the whole world. You can check that out on Levin TV Facebook, Levin TV Facebook, among other places. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. May I ask you a series of questions, please? Why are illegal alien children called dreamers? Are they all dreamers? What does that mean? They're dreamers. Why is that the label that is applied to illegal alien children? Children now who are in their 20s and 30s. Why are they dreamers? Who came up with that? I'm quite serious. You lose the language, you lose everything. Why are illegal aliens called undocumented immigrants? They're not immigrants. They're foreigners who came into the country illegally. What do you mean they're undocumented immigrants? 
Did they forget their papers or something? Did they forget a passport? They're not undocumented immigrants. They're illegal Im- uh, aliens. Well, people aren't illegal. Well, people do illegal things. Like, a person isn't a felony, but they commit felonies. A person isn't a prison but they're a prisoner. You see, the, the, the entire propaganda mill at work, right? Mitt Romney issued a tweet today attacking the president. He said there's no difference between these societies when it comes to immigration. Mitt Romney said that. Mitt Romney. Ladies and gentlemen, for the entire history of this country as applies to immigration. We've always examined the nature of the country from which people come and we've always examined, that is, vetted the people who come here. What's happening before your eyes, before your eyes, in the last several days is a complete redefinition of what immigration means to this country. Have you noticed? It's a little nuanced, but it's right there in front of your face. Now we cannot make distinctions between countries, between societies, between cultures, and we cannot make distinctions about the kind of people we want here. Forget about race. I'm not talking about that. You know. We can't make those distinctions anymore. Moreover, Dick Durbin also said we can't use the phrase chain migration anymore because it offends black people because slaves were brought here in chains and it reminds people a complete concoction having nothing at all to do with what chain migration means. So you're not allowed to call an illegal alien an illegal alien. It's an undocumented immigrant. So you're giving them immigration status and it's just a matter of they lack papers which, of course, you're not allowed to ask for in the first place. Dreamers, people here illegally in their 20s and 30s, are dreamers. Some of them are actually nightmares, but they're all dreamers. Because as a group, that's how we're going to label them, dreamers. And then, of course, again, no chain migration language. Now, cities that violate federal law that nullify federal law like they did in the Confederacy, nullify federal law, are now called sanctuary cities. Not illegal cities, not rogue cities, not lawless cities, but sanctuary cities. So we always use angel terms, if you will, to describe the left, their policies, and their violations of law. We always use devil terms, if you will, to describe our positions. What, are you racist? What, are you against children? What's with you? You're heartless? So they're described in angelic terms and use labels and phrases to promote that. And we, on the other hand, are the devil. And devil terms are applied to us. Now, we were told before this phony manufactured brouhaha against Trump 
started by the Democrat Party, promoted by the media, working hand-in-hand with the Praetorian Guard, the Democrat Party and the media. But just prior to that, we were told that this temporary refugee status, when it came up, whether it involves Haiti, El Salvador, what have you, you can't send these people back to these countries. Remember this? It was just a couple of weeks, a week ago, less than a couple of weeks. You can't send these people back to these places. They're not safe. They're poor. They don't have running water. They're this, they're that. Oh, they're a hellhole. No, no. What are you talking about? Yes, yes, yes. Country's unraveling. The country's unraveling. I can tell you about what we did in World War II. We're not the same. Oh, there's a percentage of us who are, young men and women who volunteered to take on the enemy and so forth. Many of you out there fighting the good fight in your communities and your families, pressing the case for liberty and so forth. But I'm talking about the general psyche, that the progressive poison, is, is, it reeks. Our politicians are pathetic so low-brow. Some of them are just... I mean, to put Maxine Waters on MSNBC with her vile words against the President of the United States, that is, that is a, a, a decision by the media to use her to trash him. He gets no respect. The country gets no respect. It's not just Democrats. These so-called never-Trumpers are the same thing. And then when you bring it up and you defend the president against this really over-the-top stuff, oh, now you've become him. Excuse me? I haven't become anything. I am who I am, as Popeye would say. It's really quite incredible. All right. I don't know that I've taken many calls during the whole show, so let me take a few here. Let us go to Jim, South Amboy, New Jersey, the great WABC. Go. Mark, it's an honor to talk to you. I'm a huge, huge fan. Listen, Mark, I know that Mitch McConnell claims that he wrote the book on the long game, but the Democrats have played the long game masterfully. They have entrenched themselves in every important part of society. The Republicans have let them do it. They sat back either because they're compromised or because... They're secretly Democrats wearing the Republican flag. I have a young daughter, goes to college one way, she comes out another way. You have uh, Democratic operative professors entrenched in basically all the colleges. You have Democratic operatives in the uh, uh, mainstream media that march in lockstep, a phrase you use often, and they dictate to the public Everything. It's like when you listen to a song on the radio that was no good after you hear it over and over and over again. Then what happens is you start to believe it. They've entrenched themselves in the CIA, the intelligence agencies. I mean, they've entrenched themselves so deeply like termites, like termites. It's, it's, it's really incredible. It's incredible. No, it's, it is incredible. And that's why the, there's, there's really only two answers, to slash the size of the central government and to get and move to Article 5 Convention of States. But we talked the other day about the culture. See, the culture is being corrupted. <clears throat> the culture is being, uh, is being devoured by this movement, and it is a big problem. It's a very complicated issue here. Jim, I want to thank you for your call. By the way, Jim... Uh, 
I'm going to send you a copy, a signed copy of Plunder and Deceit. Give it to your daughter and ask her to read it, will you? Oh, my God, Mark. That, that would be an honor to get it. Thank you very, very much. All right. Just see if you can encourage her to, to crack the uh, the cover and read the thing. Thank you, my friend. Take care. Barbara, Baltimore, Maryland, the great WCBM. Go. Oh, my God. I just want to thank you. Tom Marr is the one who introduced me to you. If hey, he ever Tom mentioned Marr. a Barbara in Baltimore, if he ever talked to you about a Barbara in Baltimore, it's me. I just love you, Mark. You are thank the you. hardest person to get, which is a good thing. Because people mm-hmm. as smart as you, everybody should not have access. We should listen to you and learn. Uh, on this day... Oh my God, I'm almost, I'm so emotional right now. No, I'm you relax. Get through this. I'm gonna get through this because of Tom. I'm gonna get through. This. I've been trying to call and talk to you for two years, but anyway, on this day, hmm. Martin Luther King's birthday, hmm. it's been 50 years, 50 years, and not one DC politician in the Congressional Black Caucus has risen to the role of being a model for black children to listen to. Dr. Ben Carson is in the cabinet of Donald Trump and has a great message. I met him, his wife, Candy. I have a signed book by them. I got a couple of your books, too, but I haven't gotten them signed. <laughs> but I'm going to catch you. I'm going to yeah. catch you somewhere. We'll take care of you. We'll take somewhere, care of you. And I'm going to have a whole... Shopping bag of them. But no, anyway, it's okay. yeah. wonderful people. I just want to just get this out because when talking to you, it's such a privilege. And I just want to say this. Your entire message about the Constitution, people have to get past what happened yesterday. To bring up what happened 50 years ago and the reason why you still in the dumps now is an affront to my intelligence and to everyone else. And what you and what you are leading, you, so single-handedly, as Tom Mar said, because he loved you so much. He oh, loved I, you so I miss much. Tom. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, I do, I do. But I'm trying to get used to the new guy. I'm trying to you not know, talk all to right. him. All right. They're good over there at WCBM. I mean, after all, they do carry my show, you know. No, but you, yes, they do. Yes, They're wonderful, is. wonderful people. Hey, Barbara, I'm going to have to go. Don't hang up. We're going to send you. Do we have a liberty attorney, Mr. Producer? We'll get you an autographed book. If we can get liberty and tyranny to you, we will. Barbara, I want to thank you for your call. God bless you. And she brought up Tom Marr, and it's funny. I've been thinking about Tom Marr lately. <clears throat> we miss Tom Marr on this show a lot. I do. Uh, we used to email a lot. Uh, and go back and forth a lot. And, uh, you know, he was only, I think, 73 when he passed away, a little over a year ago. And Rich and I talk about it, too, from time to time. He had an enormous effect on us, as did Bob Grant. Uh, Bob Grant, uh, who icon in uh, New York, as was Tom Marr in New York. They, they Kind of the same paths in many ways. New York, Philadelphia, Baltimore, the case of Marr. New York, Philadelphia, New York, in the case of Bob Grant, these guys never be men like them again. Never. And we should honor them, and I do. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
Let's go to Dave Annapolis, Maryland, the great WMAL. Go. Mr. Levin, it's an honor to talk to you. You are, without question, the leader of the conservative intellectual movement. Of that, there is no doubt, and it's the reason why I listen to you every single night. Thank you, but I thought that was the weekly standard. It is you, my friend, and we all know it. Um, I want to thank you for the way you factually and logically expose the left for who they are, the way you expose um, politicians on both sides of the aisle for who they are and for exposing our so-called news media for who they are and where they come from. It just, it, it's, I learned more from you than I could from any newspaper or any other conversations. I just, I very much appreciate you. Well, and if very I kind. may, if yeah. I may, I'm going to read you. It's going to take just a couple seconds. I receive a Polish newspaper because my family is from Polish descent and I want to read to your listeners and let them know that the left is not just in our country, but it's everywhere. You already know this, but there is a conservative government in Poland, and they just installed a new prime minister, and here's a paragraph from their newspaper. It remains to be seen how this uh, new prime minister copes with the constant disruptions and provocations of the disgruntled liberal politicians who still cannot come to grips with their defeat at the polls more than two years ago rejecting all forms of cooperation and dialogue with the government. These self-proclaimed total opposition party have done little else but revile and boycott the government at every turn, snitch about their Polish leaders to the European Union, and support anti-Polish resolution. They stage endless noisy street protests and disrupt parliamentary proceedings by shouting down speakers, stamping their feet, and pounding their desks. This, as you well know, the left is everywhere, and I'm so grateful for the way you expose who they are. Well, I appreciate you telling us about that. Look at Israel. They're trying to criminalize. They've got one of the great leaders in Benjamin Netanyahu. They're trying to force him out of office. They're surrounded by enemies. And in the midst of all this, they're trying to force him out of office making allegations about did he get cigars or did he get this, did he get that, and so forth and so on. This is how the left operates in our country and all over the world. They're diabolical. All right, my friend, I want to thank you for your call, Dave. Excellent. Let's go to Aaron, Tucson, Arizona, the great K-N-S-T. Go. Mark, uh, to say it's an honor is just an understatement. Uh, ever since you've taken over here, I've, uh, you've been educating me almost every dang day, and I appreciate it, sir. Um, I am a veteran of two two branches. Um, I've served, and uh, I've got a four-year-old daughter upstairs watching My Little Pony, and I'm freaked out, not because she's watching My Little Pony, but because of what's happening. And what you pointed out today is is, is, is on everybody's mind, right? And let's get down to the, the – I mean, I, I, I'm here in Tucson, right? I have to deal with Flake, and there's probably a good reason he doesn't show up to his office so often. Um, and I've got, you know, McSally down here telling us that we need to grow a pair of ovaries, whatever the hell that's about. What the, what is that about? That that was an outrageous comment. I'll tell you what, I, and it's and it's you know and there's you know a lot of us you know the conservative movement down here. If it's not Doctor Ward, it's nobody, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and, and that's just the way it is. But but my my question here, Mark, and I want some opinion here. You know, some advice rather. There there is a boiling point that no one's talking about, right? I mean, I've taken the oath four times. I, I think about it. I I don't want to really articulate it. I think about it. I mean. If you keep balkanizing a country, you keep you keep uh, uh, 
dividing the nation by ethnicity and by by income levels and so forth. You keep up this this really horrific rhetoric and propaganda on these various uh, TV channels and so forth. This can't be good. When does it stop? I mean, you hold on. I don't know. And let me add one other point, if I might, because you raise a good point. There's tens of millions of people who voted for this president who are sitting and watching this daily attempt to eviscerate him, where you have people like Joe Scarborough accusing them of being racist, and he's not alone, and Hillary Clinton accusing them of being deplorables and worse, and on and on and on. You have tens of millions of people in this country being put down, put down, put down by loudmouths, by, by, by politicians, by columnists and so forth. I've never seen anything like this. And... Uh, I don't know where this ends. I don't know how this ends, but I know that this is the unraveling of the country. And people aren't going to sit still for it forever. I don't know how what, what they're going to do, and I don't know how that's going to uh, manifest itself. It worries me a lot. I'll be right back. Radio's principal patriot. Call in now at 877-381-3811. Do you have goals for 2018? Well, I've got them, but I can only achieve them if I'm well-rested. Thankfully, I have a Casper mattress helping me get a great night's sleep. The Casper mattress has a unique combination of foams that provide the right pressure relief and comfort so you feel perfectly balanced. And thanks to the breathable material, you're guaranteed to sleep cooling. Plus, the mattresses are built to last for years, you know. Basically, since I've got my Casper, I've gotten the best sleep ever. So I know 2018 is going to be a great year. Try Casper yourself for 100 nights in your own home, risk-free. They ship it to you for free in a compact box. Plus, if you don't love it, you don't have to put it in a box, a tiny box to send it back. They'll just come and pick it up and refund you everything. No questions asked. Start your year off right with a guaranteed great night's sleep every night. Get a Casper. Try yours for over three months, 100 nights in your own home with free shipping and returns. Go to Casper.com slash Mark and then enter code Mark. And you'll save $50 on the purchase of select mattresses. And they're already great prices uh, on these mattresses. That's Casper.com slash Mark, then code Mark. Fifty bucks on the purchase of select mattresses if you do that. Terms and conditions apply. I love that mattress. I do, I do. All right. Let's take another call here. Donna, Frederick, Maryland, the great W-M-A-L. Go. Hi, Mark. I just want to say one of the things I love about your program is it. when I hear you speak, I'm, I feel like I'm listening to Ronald Reagan, and he had a way of turning things around. And I feel, and, and you know, uh, it's frustrating for all of us what we're going through on a daily basis, especially with respect to President Trump. But I'm an eternal optimist, and my ancestors fought against communism. And um, one was even pushed out as his uh, balcony window mm-hmm. in his home city overseas. So I'm familiar with this, and you really have to look at it at face value, just like you show us. And even like, for example, Hawaii, all I heard was all the negative about it. But the positive is, 
it's a blessing in disguise. We'll be better prepared, and maybe perhaps people are more God-fearing, which is what we need to do. We have to think about where we're going and what our journey is supposed to be and walk with the Lord the whole way. You're good. Are you sure you're not the female, uh, who is that, Norman Vincent Peale? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, you're good, Donna. Well, thank you for calling. We appreciate it. Frank, Staten Island, New York, the great WABC. Go. Hey, hey, uh, Mr. Levin, I just want to tell you, um, it's an absolute honor to get to and talk to you. You're awesome. Thank you're you. great. Um, I, I, I've become <laughs> so educated on politics just from listening to you. But Thank you. I, I kind of wanted to—I kind of wanted to bring something up real quick. Yes, sir. Um, when, when you were talking about Bob Grant, um, mm-hmm. I, I grew up in—I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, um, and I, it, like like a pivotal point in my life when I was a kid was under the Dinkins administration and watching what what these progressives and these liberals did to our city. They made it even worse than it was, and we're kind of going through that now with the Blasio. But I remember my dad always listening to Bob Grant, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, I, I in my life, I'm, I'm a fire captain, by the way, for the New York City Fire Department. Wow, kinda, well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of fell away from politics. I was kind of, like, not into it, and, and middle of the road kind of a guy. And uh, I just find it really funny that at this point in my life, it, it's almost like I've come full circle, because I remember as a kid, always listening to my pop, always listening to Bob Grant, my dad always listened to him, and now I'm at a point in my life where I'm listening to you, you know, and... and and I feel like you're my Bob Grant. You you brought me no, thank you. you brought me into this being a Republican. I, I was a Republican and, and I support our president, but I really didn't become a conservative until I you know I subscribed to CRTV and and I listened to you wow. and I really yeah I mean I, I you you know you, you you've educated me so much and mm-hmm. whenever I'm at work in the kitchen in the firehouse I never lose an argument with any liberals because and there's not too many but. Yeah, you know, right. You've me on so many points. And what's Let me going ask on. you something. Are you ever in the firehouse at 10 p.m. on Sundays? <laughs> uh, every two weeks, yeah. I would say once, once at least every two weeks on day, yeah. Well, you know, uh, the last Sunday in February, I believe it's February 25th, I'll be starting a brand new show on the Fox News Channel. Oh, boy. So I, I hope you'll watch us. Oh, yeah. Listen, we, we, we're going to have you on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call the members into the kitchen, and we're going to watch you for drill. So, All right, brother. Well, well uh, God bless you, and give everyone my best, okay? Thank you so much, Mrs. Levin. Have, have a great night, all right? You too. And, you know, I appreciate the firefighters and the police officers and the emergency personnel people. I mean, you pick up that phone, you call 911, there's a problem, and they come running. This is why I get so disgusted when these people are attacked by the libs, usually. But the liberal mayors try to undermine them. The, uh, You know the story. Barry, I don't know how to pronounce this in Florida. Where are you? Hello, I'm here. Yeah, where are what, Where are you calling from? Oh, Ellen, Florida. Where is that? Uh, it's uh, an hour and 15 minutes north of Orlando and an hour and 10 minutes south of Gainesville. Well, there you go. All right, my yeah. friend, go right ahead. Okay. You're on. I am. I don't hear Speak, him. speak or forever hold yourself. Okay, well, Mark. Yes. I'm, call, I'm calling because uh, the radical left has shown what they will do. They uh, conspired to bring violence to the Trump. All right, here's the thing. you got to lower your radio. Okay. That's what's confusing you. All right, now give it a shot. Okay. 
We Hello. got a Harry. Go. Yes. Hey, hey Mark. Just letting you know that none none of us are surprised why the radical left does. All right. Thanks for your call. I can't. I can't. I can't do this forever, as you can imagine. <clears throat> got to get to a point at some point. I apologize, but I have no choice. Did you know Illinois, New Jersey, New York are top states for outbound moves in 2017? Now, why would people be leaving Illinois, New Jersey, and New York? Does anybody know? Now, Mr. Producer, you live in New York. Why would people leave New York? Taxes. Taxes. Governments in your face. They don't leave you alone. Now, there's also, as I like to call them, the the locusts. Right, Mr. Producer? Now, the locusts are people... Who uh, who are liberals, and they have benefited from these dark blue states, and then they pick up and they leave, and they go to a red state, and they destroy that state, like they're destroying Virginia, and soon they'll be destroying Florida, which means we'll never win another presidential election again. And this is what they do. And they're all around me. I live in what's considered the wealthiest county in the country, and you wouldn't know it. We got more liberals here than you can can imagine. And most of them have moved here in the last, I would say, 10 years. So they love the community and then they vote to destroy it with high taxes, high regulations, social engineering, more liberals, more. I can't stand it. I don't know where to go. I don't know where to go anymore. Where do you go? There's nowhere to go. Maybe I'll go to Haiti. I don't know. I understand from the Democrats that it's nirvana. That every country's the same, every. Society's the same, every culture. Man, I'm no, I'll go to El Salvador, that's it. I'll go to, or maybe I'll go to Syria. Because as the great Mitt Romney put it, all these countries are the same. You don't discriminate. Mitt Romney, the biggest idiot there is. I mean, honestly. Guy loses an easy election to Obama. Last debate, he uh, like throws in the towel. He thinks he's a, as a matter of fact, I'll tell you something funny. I don't even know if I'm allowed to tell you, but I'm going to tell you anyway. I hope my wife doesn't get mad at me. That I don't want. Um, <laughs> the the weekend before the general election, I'm laughing at this because it's so goofy what they did. They were having these Mitt Romney victory events in order to get people to go you know, ring the doorbells and do other things to help Mitt Romney win. And they call them these these Mitt Romney victory events. And about a week or two before the general election, somebody pulled the Mitt Romney sticker off my car. I had newly put it on there because I said, God, I just can't take another term of Obama. Okay, give me the damn sticker. And I put it on my car. Well, somebody pulled it off. So I drove by the local uh, Republican headquarters, or Romney headquarters in Leesburg, Virginia. I pulled in and I said, hey, can I have one of these things? Oh, you're Mark Levin. Okay, we're having a, a victory, uh, what they, whatever they call it, a victory event, the Mitt Romney victory event uh, next weekend. I said, well, but the election isn't next weekend. And they said, no, 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 but we're calling it that, you know, to get people out. And get, well, you mentioned it, so I mentioned it a few times on the air. Victory rally. Um, this is the, the genius, Mitt Romney, who had a winning hand and blew it. And blew it. So when would this have been? This would have been 2012, the weekend before the election. 
that's where I wound up meeting my wife. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> At the Romney victory event. I guess I should thank him for that, but truthfully, he had nothing the hell to do with it. Anyway, he's out there tweeting and attacking Trump, and he attacked Trump during the general election, and he was under consideration for Secretary of State. And let me ask, how do you go meet Trump at his home in New Jersey? You want to be the Secretary of State. You're considered for Secretary of State. You're passed over. And then you keep attacking Trump. What I'm saying is, why would you have wanted to be his Secretary of State if you're going to wind up being this kind of a Rasputin? And now he wants to get elected to the Senate. He's 70 years old. Uh, he's spent most of his life in Michigan. He was elected governor in, uh, in Massachusetts. He started the original Obamacare in Massachusetts. Then he gets the nomination after 400 tries. Uh, the Republican nominee for president stands for literally nothing. Zero. Uh, I'm told he's more conservative than Ronald Reagan. I think that was Coulter, but I can't remember. Maybe it was somebody else. And look at the guy now. He wants to run. And the Republicans can't wait. They want him. What do they want him for? You're talking about Utah. Can we get another conservative like Mike Lee out of Utah? But no, the Romney family is is beloved in Utah. Not so much in Massachusetts anymore. Not so much in Michigan anymore. But he's, he's sort of a Hillary Clinton in that respect, isn't he? Runs for president loses. Uh, but he was... a you know, he was a citizen of Massachusetts, and now he wants to run for the Senate in Utah. I don't know. I just don't have any use for the guy. I think he's totally useless. It's not personal. I don't know him. I'm not jealous of his hair. No, no, nothing of the sort. He stands for nothing. And so he's going to sit there and shoot spitballs. That's the problem with the Republican Party. I'll be right back. Mark in. p.m. Eastern, I'm, my fingers are crossed that Levin TV, all of it, will be available to you to watch tonight. Please watch it. I don't get hits from it. We're not monitoring it. I, I don't get money from this show. Uh, it's in front of the paywall, so forth and so on, all the usual. Just check it out. I think you're going to like it. But I also think it's important. And then at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time, about 40 minutes from now, 45 minutes, give or take. I will be on the Fox News channel on Hannity TV. Uh, leaving quickly from the radio bunker, going to the TV bunker, our Ronald Reagan studio there. And I hope you'll check that out as well. 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Again, about 40 minutes from now. You like trivia? What British-styled shirts have I been raving about all year? Now, you know this one. I wear them on TV and the meetings and social events. They're literally my favorite dress and business casual shirts. If you said CT shirts, you're absolutely correct. And you know, my friends at CT shirts tell me I have the best dress listeners in America. That's because you guys purchase more CT shirts than any other radio program. Hallelujah! And I know you like the shirts. That includes you, right? No. Why not? What's holding you back? CT shirts are British-styled. 
using the softest, most exquisite fabrics ever. Worker casual, tie or no tie, tucked or untucked. When you're wearing a CT shirt, you look great and you know it. Let me help you get started. Ready? One CT shirt normally costs 100 bucks, but right now you'll get three. Three shirts for just $99. That's 60% off. And CT shirts come with free delivery, a six-month quality guarantee, and free returns. Hello, hello. I said free delivery, a six-month quality guarantee, and free returns. If you hurry, 99 bucks gets you three amazing CT shirts. Here's how you do it. Go to ctshirts.com slash Levin. That's simple. ctshirts.com slash L-E-V-I-N. That's ctshirts.com slash Levin. All right. Let's go. Mike, Boca Raton, Florida on the Mark Levin app. Go. Hello. Go, go, go. Hello, Mark. This is Mike. I just wanted to tell you that uh, you're an inspiration to me. I went to law school about the same time you did. Had my mind warped also. And uh, (laughs) I wasn't a conservative at the time. I was liberal. And that was because of the, you know, background that I had. Um, And... What I realized is uh, the conservative approach you have to everything, and I've read all your books, except Men in Black. I don't have that book. But uh, I did meet you at a signing in Boca Raton a few years ago. And uh, Hold I'm on really a second. Give this, man, give this man a Men in Black. Do we have one, Mr. Producer? I've got one. Remind me tomorrow. I'll shoot it to you. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Mike. No, but uh, I appreciate your insight I, in, in the constitutional law and... Um, you're just a great patriot, and uh, I, I oh. follow you. I have my friends. I, I go to bed at night listening to your show on YouTube, and it drives my wife nuts. Uh-oh. Well, we don't want that. That's okay. I've been married 35 years. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, I'm so fed up with what's going on, and we're, we're at the local level fighting uh, the Palm Beach County uh, group and uh, Broward County, all these people. Oh, now, my uh, Lord. You're, uh, you're surrounded. As far as the uh, psychological training for children not allowing them to go to uh, psychologists to talk about their sexual disorientation. Uh, it's, it's travesty what they're trying to do. And I'm just fed up with uh, this, this system that's been taking place here. And, you know, yeah. I'm just I'm trying to educate everybody I can. Every time I read your book, I hand it out to somebody. I don't even keep it. Here it is. I, I want somebody to read it. And I want to be able to share well, here's it. You know, the, here's the problem, Mike. My parents live down in that area. You'd be handing out about 1.2 million copies of my book. You're surrounded by so many leftists. I know, it's terrible, it's hard. Uh, Mike, Mike, I got to go. Hang in there. I greatly appreciate it. You're terrific. And tell your wife. Oh, no, don't hang up. Hold on, hold on. And tell your wife I say hello, too. Did he hang up? Oh, Uh, Just hold on to his address. Remind me tomorrow. I'll shoot shoot you a signed men in black. Caroline, Ashburn, Virginia, the great WMAL. Go. Hi there. Hey, thanks for putting on a great show. Love listening to you every day. Um, I just Thank wanted to you. let you know, uh, as you were speaking of what's going on in our country, you did mention Virginia. And as mm-hmm. you said that, I was sitting in my car thinking the exact same thing. And I'll tell you what, we can't even find homes here anymore that haven't been snapped up by, well, let's just say certain cultures. And um, they're like six, certain 700,000. What's that? I, I, okay. All right, listen, I got to go. Thank you very, very much for your call. All right, ladies and gentlemen, one more time. It's a busy night. It's a busy night for you Levinites. Participate. 
Levin TV is free. It's up at Levin TV Facebook in five minutes. I'm on Hannity TV on Fox in 30 minutes, 9.30 Eastern Time tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. And I'll see you right here on the radio tomorrow. God bless and be well.